Chapter 2 Instead of heading directly back to Freedom Valley, the team asked the sound beings to drop them off at the island that once housed the seaweed monster in a dormant volcano that had since come back to life and cooked the thing. What they did not know was that a new one had since hatched, but it was still far too small to pose a threat to the team. You want to explore the other side of the island? As dozens of hysterical geckos screamed at them, they began their hike to the other side. Yes, I'm just curious. I was going over the satellite images and there is a cove on the far side that appears deep enough to have been a safe haven for ships during storms. If that's the case, then it could have been used by sailors for thousands of years. What do you expect to find? Walking slowly and cautiously along the sandy path, they were all curious to hear what Jeremy had to say. Well, if ships had been using it as a stopping point during inclement weather on their way to and from Zidium and other destinations, there could be all sorts of interesting things there. This is a volcanic island, so the cove itself is probably one huge water-filled caldera opening up to the sea. There could be caves, remnants of shipwrecks, treasures, who knows? There had only been two cities ever constructed on continent number one, Imbiad, the oldest city they had ever found, and Zidium. Strangely enough, both cities were built far inland and neither had a proper port. The team often theorized that the ancient humanoids had arisen on continent number one and then spread elsewhere by boat, eventually becoming a globally dispersed species with cultures developing independently on every continent, as well as on many of the islands and island chains. Had the ancient peoples of Imbiad rose to greatness over thousands of years only to have their society collapse? Did the survivors then spend thousands of years developing into a culture that eventually built the magnificent city of upside-down pyramids with its broad streets and museums? Or as Jennifer had proposed, had all the people of Imbiad died out long before, only to have another culture arrive to populate the continent? No one knew the answer because the sound being's records only went back as far as the construction of the final stages of Zidium. Either way, a port was later established to the east of Zidium, west if they were on Earth where arriving and departing ships could dock. All cargo would then be transported the 97 miles to central Zidium over a single road paved with stones. Why they had done things this way, nobody knew. Allie suggested, Maybe they were afraid of the ocean and didn't want to live anywhere near it. Could be. Most of the other cultures planned their cities at locations with good ports. You could be right, maybe they had some bad experiences with sea monsters. There are various reasons why cultural centers develop in the places they do. Fertile land, fresh water, a source of fuel, or a good port are only four of the many reasons why people choose to build cities at any given location. Zidium, the team eventually concluded, was built where it had been built due to the presence of vast quantities of good building stone that could easily be quarried. I think the City of Glass was the coolest place we've ever been. Nothing tops that. Allie loved that place. I don't know. Kapamosha is pretty awesome. Well, it would be if it weren't for the slime shrooms. Billy still considered the city carved from a mountain the greatest achievement of the ancients. I still think the underground city was the finest example of their work. That place blows everything away. In saying this, Trevor had caused Jeremy to stop and think a little. His favorite city had always been Zidium. Granted, the upside-down pyramids never ceased to capture his imagination but yet the underground city with its lakes and waterfalls and thousands of rooms was indeed very compelling. The place was so large, it made them all feel exceptionally tiny. Exploring it made each member of the team feel like an ant or a termite. At a constant temperature of 57 degrees, except for in the steam tunnels and near the bubbling hot springs, 
The cool corridors were dark, but so classically forged that walking through them was an adventure in itself. Sleeping quarters were carved into the walls of bedrooms, and everything was painted. The best part was, since the entire city was deep underground, nothing had corroded or decayed over thousands of years.